Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's a- Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong, I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be fun. This is Ryan Wiggins. I am filling in for Annie Fry, and let's talk about life for a second because life happens. That's actually what is happening right now. Brad Range can testify to the yes. fact that Annie Fry was actually in here just a couple minutes ago. Yeah. And the way life happens is when you get a call that your kid is really, really having a tough time, is really, really sick right now, you got to go. And so. That's the way life is. Even when you're on the radio, Annie is taking care of her family. And so I am a very last-minute audible filling in here for you and catching up on everything. Now, as you probably know, when I do Wiggins America, I do the Monday Roundup. Some of those stories are a little goofier than others, but I'm still kind of, you know, aware of everything happening in the news over the weekend. I do a weekend show, so I don't think that there's anything that's fallen through the cracks. I will tell you... Then we're going to get to a couple of the big headlines of the day here in just a second. But before we do, let's let's talk about life a little bit. Did you watch any NFL this weekend? I just want to get that out of the way because that's the subject of our YouTube live chat poll. Who will you cheer for in the Super Bowl? 49ers, Chiefs, Taylor Swift, or you're not watching? <laughs> I really am curious to know what the results of this poll are because – it seems like it should be the Chiefs. You know, I mean, we've even carried Chiefs games on this station mm-hmm. um, when there's a conflict with KMOX. But there's so much hatred for the the Taylor Swift slash Kelsey stuff that it maps I've seen suggest that most of the United States is rooting against the Chiefs because they're tired of seeing it. I will say 
that if I had to answer this, I would say— You, you do have to answer this. Well, it, as of yesterday—now, I, I know we're talking, like, Super Bowl a couple weeks away. Yeah. But as of yesterday, the whole world, the whole country anyway, seemed like they were paying attention to this, and I was not. And about halfway <laughs> through the Chiefs game, I realized that the Chiefs game was happening. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, I'm kind of interested to see what the score is. And in fact, forgot at that moment, came back later and went, oh, yeah, I forgot to check and see what the Chiefs did. Looked it up. The top five stories were about Taylor Swift yep. and Travis Kelsey and what Taylor Swift's touring schedule was going to be like in Japan because she might skip a concert and come to the Super Bowl anyway. I'm, I'm not kidding when I say I typed in Super Bowl Chiefs a couple different times and could not find the score of the game. Now, I'm not a huge NFL guy, but that kind of stuff does bother me when the only thing people care about when I just want to know the score. And again, most people are going to know the score because you're all paying attention and I'm not. But if I just want to know the score of a game, please don't give me the kissing news between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. But there's a lot of people that just love her and they don't love the NFL. So that's all part of this poll today. Who will you cheer for in the Super Bowl? 49ers, Chiefs, Taylor Swift are not watching. Do you just want to briefly update what you were doing yesterday? Uh, what I was doing yesterday? As well, far as NFL goes. Well, I caught the very end of the uh, Chiefs-Ravens game. Okay. I uh, just flipping through. I was watching the Blues game. I watched the whole Blues game and then I just caught okay. the end of it. And I watched the epic implosion of the Ravens. Um just out of morbid curiosity, and I'll tell you what, I, I didn't have it on for 10 seconds before the camera showed a shot of Taylor Swift. Yeah. I was like, holy cow, these people aren't exaggerating. And I almost wonder, too, if maybe Taylor Swift is like, uh, I just want to watch my boyfriend play football. You know what? That's probably true. It stopped sticking this camera in my face. You know, I mean, when you're the, one of the biggest stars in the world, you really can't go anywhere without that happening. And, of course, when you mix in one of the biggest stars in the world with one of the biggest leagues in the world, mm -hmm. it's like posh spice and soccer everybody yeah. knew who was yeah. dating with david beckham and all that stuff so it's going to happen but you're probably right she's probably just like look let me just let me just watch leave, a football leave game me alone. <laughs> yeah. I want to celebrate. in my private suite well you know the other side of that is too uh i would say through no fault on her own just watching her boyfriend play football uh she's celebrated she's had a good time blah 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 the camera's been on her constantly and she has garnered a lot of hatred for that, and I don't think that that's a fair thing to do. I know there's the conspiracy theories out there. I've seen some wild ones with this. And for those of you who don't know, I do enjoy the odd conspiracy theory because I like to see how ridiculous they are and how easy they are to debunk. And this one is like, this is a psyop where the yeah, NFL what is the pushing— heck? Yeah, the NFL is pushing Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey so that they can then— they're going to they're gonna throw the Super Bowl in the Chiefs' favor, which the Chiefs are a good football team. Yeah. So, like they could out and out it. win it. Yeah. You know? Um, they're gonna throw it in their favor, and then Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are gonna endorse Joe Biden, and this is gonna help him win the election. I'm like, okay, everybody stop. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. stop. Yeah. Just stop. We're getting out over your skis here. But like for me, uh, I won't actually be watching the Super Bowl. Oh, I see, I can't miss the Super Bowl. It's too much of a cultural event. I didn't even care about the game, but there's so many parties and People from church inviting yeah. you to stuff, and my family and stuff. I can't imagine missing the Super Bowl. I usually don't see the end of the Super Bowl, to be honest with you, though, because it goes late enough that we're like, eh, going home. Time to go home. Had the food. <laughs> we're ready to go. But anyway, that's the subject of the poll today. So just some life stuff, of course, if you're just tuning in right now. Annie, last minute, had to go take care of her kids. Um, just some sickness that 
she just had to run. There was just no way around it. So I'm stepping in, filling in today. Big, big show. I mean, I hate the fact that Annie has to mix, miss such a big show. State Senator Bill Igel going to come in uh, in the next segment. We're going to talk to him. He's, of course, representing Missouri's 23rd district, involved in all this turmoil that I, as an Illinois representative, or representative, Illinois <laughs> resident, am watching from the outside and going, man, th- there is a lot going on here. Uh, so we'll talk about that. He's a candidate for Missouri governor also. And then at 107, Steve Moore, who's always on the show, distinguished fellow in economics and heritage. And then Robert Law is the director of... Uh, for the Center of Homeland Security and Immigration at America First Policy Institute. He's on at 126. We've got some great stuff for the 2 o'clock hour. So this is a very, very full show. Don't forget about the giveaway that we're going to be doing. I did forget about it. Do you want to go ahead and... Yeah, we're going to be giving away some Jordan Peterson tickets. Uh, We're going to give away... For the next five days, we're going to be finding a a random point during the show where we're going to play a sounder. And we're going to give away a pair of Jordan Peterson tickets for the next five days. So you got to stay listening. Don't tune out, and then we'll decide a caller number. It'll go just like those Cardinals tickets do. We're going to do that. He's going to be at the Stiefel Theater on February 14th. And I think Valentine's the show's, Day. Yep, I think the show starts at 7.30, which I the man is fascinating. He's genius, and like you feel smarter whenever you walk out of the room after listening to him. And so. romantic, so a great <laughs> Valentine's Day gift. Uh, I did say that we were going to talk about some headlines. Let's go ahead and jump into – a lot of times you walk into a studio and you go, I know what the biggest headline is. Today there's actually a couple. Let's start with this one. When you lie under oath to Congress, Brian, that that is impeachable. And that's what Alejandro Mayorkas has done. And not only that, but he's violated the Immigration and Nationality Act uh, seven, eight times over. And these articles spell that out uh, in specificity. Right now, it looks like there's one or two Republicans that are wavering. So we should, I think it will pass. I, I really do. Because Mark, Chairman Mark Green, my good friend from the Homeland Security Committee, has done an exceptional job here. And the you know, the proof's in the pudding. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas has perjured himself. He's putting Americans in danger. I mean, opioid deaths have doubled uh, under the Biden administration. And that's hundreds of thousands of American lives at stake here. So we, I think we must go forward. It's our constitutional duty to do so. That is Representative Pat Fallon, a Republican from Texas, talking about the fact that Republicans have released articles of impeachment against Alejandro Mayorkas over the southern border. There's still some uncertainty as to whether this will happen and whether Mm. he will actually be impeached. As he just said in that clip right there, they think they've got the votes. But, man, it's a narrow majority, and you're not going to get, as far as I understand it, you're not going to get any Democrats on this unless there's a surprise. You don't anticipate Democrats, right? Uh, One or two even? No. Like, the only person that makes me go, "Eh, maybe, would be uh, Quaylar. Because he's getting crushed in his district by illegal immigration. Because he's a border rep. Yeah. But I don't know that that like that's what he wants now that they've got this, uh, what is it, the bipartisan Senate bill in the works. Yeah. Now that gives him cover to say, hey, we want this. And he can be like, this is just extremism and talking points and stuff like that. So he can toe the party line while still calling for border security. So I don't think they'll get any. So let's be clear about what this means, though, before we everybody gets goes into their corners. This does not mean, even if they do impeach him, it does not mean he'll be removed because that has to go through the Senate. Impeachment are the charges. Correct. So just like Donald Trump was impeached but was not removed from office, Mm -hmm. that's the likelihood of what will happen here. 
I have been yeah. I have been a fan of this a fan. It's a weird way to put it, but I've been in support of the House doing this. This is the right way to draw attention to this issue. Mayorkas, I tell you, I just went on a flight a couple weeks ago. When you walk into an airport and you see this guy talking, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in anything he's saying. So when I go through TSA, I'm like, if that guy's telling me everything's okay, I'm a little worried about this mm. flight because that guy is not in charge of anything. Clearly, it's the Biden administration that's causing this. Making him the focal point, though, is not wrong. He is technically in charge of it this. It is his responsibility. So putting an impeachment on him is a way of saying to the American people, we recognize that this is an issue. In fact, at this point, Joe Biden and Corinne Jean-Pierre are recognizing that it's an issue. Right. They just aren't doing anything about it. And as usual, they're blaming whoever else they can find for the problem. Well, the other thing about that is, is then whenever if should they pass this and should they they have these articles of impeachment, they carry that over. That means that the Senate has to have a trial on it, which means that this case will have to be for lack of a better term, litigated. Exactly. The evidence will be brought forward. Mayorkas will be under oath. He will have to say, no, everything is fine. And then you look at the evidence, like everything is not fine. Or he will have to say, I'm just following the orders that are coming down from the top, which this is the policies and the procedures that the Biden administration wants to do. It will get them on record. Now, I don't know how much coverage that's going to get because the media has to cover it. It's not going to be like Donald Trump where the media is like, oh, my gosh, the president's been impeached. Let's cover it. You know, the Secretary of Homeland Security is a little less. Yeah, he's not as much of a marquee name. Honestly, if he wasn't in the airport every time you went, (laughs) I don't even know that I'd know what he looked like so well. But his face appears every five minutes when you're in an airport. I want to ask. So we have a guest coming up about this in the uh, one o'clock hour. Robert Law he's the director of the Center for Homeland Security and Immigration at America First Policy Institute. I'll probably ask him the same question, but I want to ask you this, Brad. Is this an issue that very much unlike the impeachment of Donald Trump? Is this an issue that now you would look at this impeachment and say, this is actually bipartisan? Not that Democrats are going to vote for it, but that America sees it and goes, yeah, I actually see a reason for an impeachment here. Ah, uh, boy, that's a tough one to answer. Um, maybe. I mean, really? I don't know how much. I mean... Maybe, maybe I think more so now than ever in the past, because now it's starting to make more headlines. You're starting to hear more about like Democrat run cities saying, hey, we're being overrun, that sort of thing. That makes it into the mainstream a little bit. Uh, maybe a year ago it wasn't. I would agree. Yeah. So I think that this might get people looking at that. And I, and actually, in all honesty, I think when they do polling, I think this is one of the more this is the number one issue for people. It has risen to number one of all issues ahead of economy. Yes. Which, that's tough to do. Yeah, and the big, like, indication that this is actually hitting home with the American people, now that I think about it is, is the Biden administration has pivoted. The Democrats have pivoted. Yes. And now they're trying to tell the American people, hey, this is actually the Republicans' fault. Yes. They know that the border is an issue. Now the accusations are the Republicans don't want to fix it. I do want to be very clear on this, though. Joe Biden could fix the border today. He has every law in the book that he needs to fix it right now, today. I, I definitely I think that would be a great question to ask uh, Mr. Law from the American How Republic. fast could Joe Biden fix yeah. this if he chose yep. to? Um, I mean, he's dug a pretty deep hole. So that's the hard part is that, yes, you could you could fill the hole, but you do have to start filling it at, yeah, at some point, yeah. And the hole is pretty deep. I will agree that 
there, again, there's not going to be any Democrats that vote for this. But I do believe that we are at a point now, and you mentioned the polling, it's the number one issue in the United States at this moment, the border. And it's not because anybody wants that to be the issue. The economy is a natural number one. That's what comes to mind first for people most of the time. This has been thrust upon people enough that they're having to pay attention to it. So I don't believe that you're going to have any Democrat voters look at an impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas and go, about darn time. Yeah. But they are going to sort of nod and say, well, I get it. I don't necessarily want to be a part of all this, but I get it. So I do think that this is a move that needed to happen. I'm glad that they're doing it. We are going to take a short break. Like I said, filling in for Andy Fry, kind of last minute here. I'm Ryan Wiggins. Uh, She got a call literally 10 minutes before the show that her kid was sick, and it was one that there's just nothing you can do. She had to run. So last minute audible. It's okay. This is how we do things on the Andy Fry Show. The rest of the team's still here, and we will be filling in. Bill Eigel was scheduled to come on the show, and that is next. He represents Missouri's 23rd District. All this drama that's going on in the Missouri Senate, he is right there. We're going to find out from his perspective, what it is, how we fix it, how we move on. That's all next here on The Andy Fry Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. These are not actions taken lightly, but it is clear that they are both timely and necessary. On Tuesday, a major shakeup in the Missouri Senate as a handful of Republicans who make up the Freedom Caucus lost key positions on Senate committees. Senator Danny Hoskins of Warrensburg no longer leads the Economic Development Committee. Senator Andrew Koenig of St. Louis is gone from leading the Committee on Education and Workforce Development. And Senator Bill Eigel of St. Charles loses his chairmanship of Veterans and Military Affairs. It comes after the Freedom Caucus had refused to let any legislation move forward in the Senate over a disagreement on the order that legislation is going to be handled. Well, I got to tell you, filling in for Annie Fry today, this is Ryan Wiggins, uh, last minute replacement here. Uh, but when I look at news items, you know, we look at a lot of national, we look at a lot of Illinois because three out of the four of us on this show are from Illinois. 
But when local slash Missouri state politics are making the news, man, this is one of those that I'm like, wow, there are some fireworks. So Senator Bill Eigel is on the phone with us right now to talk about some of these headlines that maybe you've seen. Maybe you're a little bit in the dark as to what exactly all this means for Missouri, because ultimately it's about policy. Bill Eigel, thanks for being here. Hey, Ryan, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So can you walk us through, again, I'm an Illinois resident. We have a lot of Illinois discussions on this show. So we're catching up a little bit. We're always a little bit behind the Mark and the Mark shows for the morning and afternoon. They, they know Missouri. Yeah. We know Illinois. So catch us up a little bit on what has been going on, all these headlines that maybe the casual observer has been seeing, the timeline and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So for the past four weeks, uh, the Freedom Caucus, which includes myself and a few other senators in Jefferson City, have been leading the fight to push uh, initiative petition reform through the Missouri Senate and the Missouri House so that we can protect our Constitution from the pro-abortion groups that are trying to put uh, an initiative petition that will enshrine abortion back into our Constitution at the upcoming in the upcoming election cycle in 2024. Uh, specifically, we want to see what's known as a concurrent majority installed into the Constitution before issues like that get any further votes. A concurrent majority basically says that in addition to get the 50 plus 1 percent simple majority standard, you would have to get 50 plus 1 percent of the state house districts uh, to vote for an initiative petition before it goes into effect. So instead of just Kansas City and St. Louis voting a lot of these things through, which uh, are very left leaning and are oftentimes based on uh, very dishonest out of state uh, spending, uh, it would require a much greater consensus between the urban and rural uh, parts of our state if we're going to change the founding document of Missouri. So that's what we've been fighting for. And when we say fighting that we, we've tried to we've been leveraging our leadership by slowing down really anything else from happening in the chamber over the past few weeks until they start to move uh, and, and push the initiative petition reform bills through the process. Well, uh, up until uh, last week, we didn't see any movement. So we've been slowing the chamber down and quite frankly, it makes them very uncomfortable, leadership that is. And they responded last week uh, out of uh, punitive, uh, out of anger at us for being bold about our stance on initiative petition reform. They removed us from our chairmanships. They took our parking spaces uh, underneath the Senate garage. Uh, they threatened to uh, come into our public Senate offices and remove our furniture as some sort of punishment. And, you know, these are the same kind of silencing tactics that we see happening to Donald J. Trump uh, at the national level. You know, the left is trying to get him kicked off the ballot. The left is trying to charge him with false uh, criminal allegations. And it's all designed to try to shut him up. Uh, and the same thing is happening to us here in Missouri. They're stripping us of chairmanships, stripping us of parking spaces. But, uh, you know, we weren't elected by uh, the leadership team. We were elected by the people uh, in our individual Senate districts. So we're going to continue fighting. And quite frankly, we're going to continue making leadership in the swamp uncomfortable if they don't want to do those big Republican things. State Senator Bill Eigel on the phone with us. So uh, up until the stuff that got all of these this attention with the the uh, the parking spots and the the furniture and uh, removing you guys from your uh, chairmanships and all this. Why, from your perspective, has there been a slow walk? Why has there been resistance to initiative petition reform, which is something that even I, again, look, outside looking in, that's something that I know has been a priority for Republicans in Missouri. But it seems like it it can't get across the finish line. Why have they been slow walking that? 
you know, I, I think only that that's only a question that they can answer. And, and it wasn't until, you know, we went through all of last session with that as our number one priority and leadership uh, just found a way to kill it, uh, you know, by by taking too long to move the bills. You know, last year, the initiative petition reform bill didn't even make it to the Senate floor until after spring break when more than half the session was over. So we were behind the power curve. We, uh, we ultimately didn't get it done. And then we come into this year. And they won't even refer the bill. So uh, as a result of the pressure that we put on them for the past four weeks, slowing things down, finally, uh, on Thursday of last week, they referred the bills to committee. And uh, in about an hour and a half, they're going to actually hear those bills uh, in, in a public hearing uh, just shortly. And the reason those things are happening is because we've been putting pressure on them. So uh, we're going to continue putting pressure on them. And, and if they think that they can silence us by taking away chairmanships. Listen, we didn't come to uh, Jefferson City because we wanted to be a chairman or we were going to get a great parking spot. We came down here to fight for the principles that we promised our constituents we would, and that's exactly what we're doing. State Senator Bill Igel on the phone with us. He represents Missouri's 23 district currently, and he's also a candidate for governor of Missouri. What I think su- surprises me, and uh, you've been getting attention from people outside of Missouri on this. I mean, I've, see- I've seen the tweets, you know, uh, pretty big names in the U.S. House have been bringing this to attention. This is among Republicans. This isn't Democrats versus Republicans. This is right. Republicans versus Republicans. I think that's what everybody is a little bit surprised to see. Is it surprising to you or is this just kind of the way things are everywhere where you're kind of seeing the the Republican versus Republican, two different philosophies within the party going against each other? Well, you know, it's interesting that, you know, in Missouri, the people of Missouri have already said in every election cycle going back for the past 20 years that they want to see the principles as articulated under the GOP platform to be the law of the land, that they want us to propose legislation. We want they want us to govern in accordance with the GOP platform. The reason that we're seeing Republican infighting right now is because we have too many Republicans that uh, don't truly want to pass these big uh, legislative ideas. An initiative petition is one of them. You know, I keep hearing Cindy O'Loughlin and Kayla Browden say in public that they want to pass these things, too. But if that were true, their actions would match that and these things would be passing. Uh, there would be no need for the conflict that we see right now. Uh, as I travel the state for the, you know my statewide campaign, I'm talking to a lot of Republicans and they express the same kind of frustration and anger that all these big red Republican ideas just aren't getting done, uh, even though we're sending record levels of Republicans down to Jefferson City. Uh, my message to those folks, if you're listening to this interview right now and you're upset uh, about uh, not these things not getting done, my message to you is you're not alone. Uh, there are millions of Missourians that are just as frustrated as you are. 2024 is the year that we're going to stand up and say we're not afraid of the swamp and the status quo, even if they try to silence us, whether it's in Jefferson City or all over the state. And we are going to fight to push through the things that we promised we would uh, back in camp- campaign season. We're going to protect our Constitution. We're going to we're going to cut taxes and we're going to be bold about it. And if it makes the swamp uncomfortable, like clearly it is for uh, Senators O'Loughlin and Rowden, That is not going to deter us. 
State Senator Bill Igel. You mentioned Caleb Rowden. Of course, he is at the center of this whole thing, too. And uh, we have reached out to him. Brad can confirm. We reached out to yeah, him. Just... Yeah, we've reached out to Caleb Rowden's office, uh, Senator Rowden's office, to get him to to get, extend an invite to come onto the show to talk to us about this. And uh, I will follow up again after the show to see if I've got any more information on that. And so, Bill, I, I was looking into this issue last week. Just because, I mean, honestly, from the time the parking lot drama started. That's when I'm like, okay, this is a big deal. There's a lot going on. And now I'm interested and I've been looking into it, uh, covered it a little bit this weekend. And I was asking the question that maybe you can speak to too, which is from Caleb Rowden, from other, again, this is Senate Republican leadership that's been, you know, moving this ball very, very slowly, if at all. I was asking, well, why, why from their perspective would this be happening? The only answer I got that I heard that I thought, well, maybe there's some legitimacy to that. I'll, I'll throw it to you, is mm-hmm. that they think that initiative petition reform maybe wouldn't pass in the state. I, is that a concern? Uh, that Whether or not they think that the people of this state are going to ultimately pass on into the Constitution uh, is not necessarily a reason not to pass the, the the reform. I mean, we we came down here, we promised that we were going to fight for these things. I happen to believe that the people of Missouri who elected the senators that are fighting for these things are going to accept a change. Uh, in fact, we've been working in, in the interim before session started. Uh, we have been working with the grassroots. We've been working with actual people all over this state to see what changes uh, would be most amenable to the public? And this is what we've come up with. So uh, the idea that, well, we're not going to try, and it, it, I know I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but if their attitude is, well, we're not sure it's going to pass, therefore we're not even going to try. Well, that just this strikes me as as weakness. And they're really just looking for uh, you know opportunities not to do what they said they were going to do. This has been a Republican priority for more than one year. They didn't get it done last year. Oftentimes, I, I hear them say that, "Well, we want to preserve the process of the Missouri Senate. We want to, There's a specific way of doing things." Well, you know that that status quo, that way of doing things, is exactly what failed us last year, and is in the process of failing us so far this year. And it's only because uh, the Freedom Caucus decided to put a tremendous amount of pressure on the the leadership of this chamber that finally, finally uh, on Thursday and today, things are starting to move. Our commitment is we're going to keep the pressure up until that bill has left the Senate and has passed the House as well. You mentioned that you've been pushing for this. And co- so there is going to be action. You and the Freedom Caucus, of course, there's going to be action on this in about an hour and a half. So that would be okay. roughly two o'clock. Uh, mm-hmm. What what exactly is that? What happens today? What's the big news that could happen today anyway? So uh, the next step in the process, uh, now that they they finally referred the bills on Thursday and today we'll have the public hearing. So uh, the regular process has us soliciting feedback from the public. So the public's going to get a chance to weigh on this about two o'clock. We have to get that completed. Uh, My expectation is that they will vote those bills out of the committee uh, maybe tomorrow or the next day and and send the bills back to the Senate floor. Uh, by the end of this week, and uh, maybe by the end of this week, we could already be debating them on the Senate floor, or maybe early next week. So uh, there's still a lot more steps in the process. And then, of course, even once it leaves the Senate, it's got to get through the House. So this is a conversation that is not going to be solved or be over just in the next 48 to 72 hours. This is something that is going to take several weeks uh, with the effort of everybody involved. And if leadership starts getting weak knees again, uh, then expect us uh, to continue being bold about the fact that we're not going to let them off the hook. 
Yeah, State Senator Bill Eigel on the phone with us. You know, there's one issue that we initiative petition reform is one that's that's kind of the marquee that's getting the attention right now. But one that we've talked about quite a bit on this show is school choice and uh, yeah. reforming the laws regarding that in Missouri. And I just wondered where that sits right now. Even if it's not the number one, it's certainly on the list. And I've been seeing it yeah. come up. Where is that right now? So uh, great point. Uh, we've got a big education reform bill that's actually already made it through committee and is sitting on the, the formal calendar for perfection. So that's another bill that uh, we could actually get to pretty quick. If uh, if I, I will tell you this, if leadership wanted to, uh, they could actually get to a Senate floor debate on the education reform bill today. Uh, so we wouldn't even have to wait, uh, not even in the Freedom Caucus has already made clear, we're not going to uh, slow down education reform, uh, even for IP reform, because they're at two different parts of the of the process here. So we could actually get to education reform over the next couple of days while we're waiting for initiative petition reform to finish up in committee and then deal with initiative petition form next week. So we can do both. Uh, and, and the fact that here we are, the only reason that these things are moving through the system is because leadership knows that if it stops or slows down, we're going to start making them uncomfortable again. They're already tremendously uncomfortable. And uh, it's it's something that we intend to continue to fight for. But I, I'm very optimistic that we're going to get something done on education reform. The only reason that we don't get something done on education reform is if we have another leadership failure. Again, for, as an Illinoisan looking into Missouri, I would have to say I've never been so enthralled with what's happening in Missouri. So <laughs> Bill Eigel is at the center of that. State Senator Bill Eigel represents Missouri's 23rd district, candidate for governor of Missouri. BillEigel.com, at Bill Eigel on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us, not only on the phone, but on Zoom. We appreciate that. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great afternoon. Yeah, you too. This is the Annie Fry Show, and if you're just tuning in, you're wondering, why is Annie not there? Well, she was here. Uh, in fact, if you've been on the stream, you might have even seen her. I think we went live right as she was getting a phone call this morning, you know, roughly 45 minutes ago, right before the show, that her kid was sick and that she had to immediately go because it was one of those. <laughs> so uh, we are praying that everything is okay, and she, hopefully she'll be back tomorrow. It's just one of those last-minute life calls things. And so I'm filling in. This is a big show. We just talked to Bill Eigel, and uh, great to get just the P's and Q's of everything happening at the at the kind of the, the grassroots level. Uh, this is the way things happen. I, I know that if you're, you're listening to that and you're, you're not super interested in the goings-on of local things or statewide things, you're going – Man, how does this affect me? It really does. If you live in Missouri, this is the kind of stuff that you want to get involved with because by the time it becomes marquee news, this is the stuff that affects that. So glad to have him on today. He contacted the show last week, and uh, Brad said, yeah, let's do it. And we, of course, yep. have reached out to Caleb Yeah, Rowden. we're going to reach out to uh, to Rowden's office, and we're going to try to get him on the show so he can kind of share his thing. So that way you guys out there, out here in Missouri – Get the full story. We want both sides of this so everybody can hear what's going on and you can make an informed decision. There you go. It's the Annie Fry Show. I am Ryan Wiggins filling in for Annie Fry. Uh, we haven't really talked about what we're going to do next. So usually it's Wiggins America. So I, I guess we'll just continue doing Wiggins America, even though it kind of feels like that's the way the show is right now. Stick around. That's coming up next here on the Annie Fry Show. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Ryan Wiggins filling in for Andy Fry. I know there are two issues, two sides to that issue on the Missouri stuff. Uh, that's why I like to hear people who are objective talk about it. Uh, I, I talked to Mark Cox over the weekend, actually. He, he was able to st- stick in for a segment with me, and I, I asked him those very questions, which is kind of the frame of reference that I had going into talking to Bill Igel there. And just to hear what both sides are saying. I think Mark Cox, of course, has an opinion. That's why he's Mark Cox. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. He is a news and opinion host. Uh, that's why we all have opinions. But I wanted to hear kind of, well, what could be the explanation from the other side? Because I hear Bill Eichel talk, and I'm like, why aren't we getting this done? You know? Um, but, of course, we, we've said we've reached out to Caleb Rodden. We'll see if we can get him Man. on the show to talk yeah. about that. But my my whole thing, and I came away from talking to Mark this weekend and, and just listening to Bill just now, I just, we look at federal government, and we're in St. Louis, Missouri, we are nowhere near Washington, D.C. These are national, international figures. We once in a while do get to talk to them, thank God, on this show. It's very fun. But for the most part, they are distant figures mm-hmm. that are making decisions outside of what we have any influence over. However, when you look at Missouri and Illinois politics, these are people that are right here in our backyards. And it seems to me that the same rules apply. You just hope... <clears throat> That even if people have different priorities than you, that's why you have political parties. Because Democrats are going to vote one way, Republicans are generally going to vote another, even a third party might vote a different way. You hope that they stick to their convictions and they still represent you. Mm -hmm. That it doesn't become personal. That they make decisions that are representative of their electorate not of their own benefit or their own party or their own party or of lobbyists or anybody else. When it starts to look like you're doing things because you're having squabbles or you could personally benefit from voting a certain way, that's when it becomes very problematic. And that to me is almost the definition of the swamp. Well, yeah. And I was sitting here and I'm looking at this from as a, as from the point of view as an Illinois resident. And you know what you don't have in Illinois amongst Democrats is this sort of squabbling. And that's you a ha- fact, Brad. And you have what you have is you've got downstate Democrats who have their constituents have very different interest than upstate Democrats. And you have downstate Republicans who have different interests than their upstate Republicans do. But what you don't see with that supermajority that the uh, Democrats have in Missouri is any representation outside of what the party says. And that's what happens. So I know it feels yucky and gross, but I would encourage you, Missourians, it could be way worse. You could have a Democrat supermajority and they're lockstep and they're just dragging you along with whatever they want. Which for years was just run by one man named Mike Madigan. And the money flows downward, and they do exactly as they're told. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Missouri, here's the interesting thing. Brad, you bring up Missouri. We just saw it happen at the national level. In the House of Representatives, among Republicans, you saw them kick out their own leader, Kevin McCarthy. Now, at the time, we were watching it and going, man, this is messy. 
Yeah. But that's what real democracy looks like. Well, it's real democracy. It's real debate. It's real conversations. You understand that your party has different shades of red, and all of those shades of red are valuable and needed. And then you look over at the Democrat Party, and you would never see that because that is the that the party above all. Party above all. We really will never is. do this. Everybody do the same thing, and this is what we want. And those of you who are out there that are Democrats— Maybe you're a little bit underrepresented because your constitu- or your elected representative isn't representing your interests. They're just marching in lockstep with the rest of the party instead of meeting what it is you put them there to do. And even when you think you're going to see the Democrats rebel against their own party, they don't. You have the squad. You have AOC. These people were the populists. They were the young ones going to come in and make a difference. They're going to shake up, shake up Washington. You know what Nancy Pelosi did? Made them get in line. Yep. And you know what they did? They got in line. Nothing happened. So as much as we talk about, and even when in the midst of the House of Representatives, the national stuff, man, you had people all over the board on what they thought about what was happening. But it is good to take a step back when we look at that stuff and this local stuff and go, you know what? This actually is a good process. They will find some sort of compromise here. Something will happen. I don't know what that is yet, Mm -hmm. but this is good that it's happening. Time for Wiggins America. I stepped on that last part. Uh, so this is the stuff that maybe fell through the cracks over the weekend. I had this all ready, so we're going to go forward with some of the stories that you might have missed. The first one, Leah's in the room, by the way. Leah, hello. Hi. React to this for me. Fast-growing engineered cow cells could slash the cost of cultured meat. Engineered cells that make the substances they need to grow could dramatically reduce the cost of cultivating lab-grown steaks. Your initial reaction? That sounds gross. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't yeah. like. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like tweaking with the genetic makeup of the cells so that you can get it to grow faster in a petri dish. I got to tell you, whenever I read the headlines, I agree when I go, oh, lab-grown meat. In fact, I saw that Florida is considering banning lab-grown meat, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're not the first, the only state that does that, just because it has a very, very negative stigma. But I personally, if I can't tell the difference between a lab-grown steak and a regular steak, and that's the key, because if I can tell a difference, then I care. If I can't, whether it be in taste or in some sort of weird health benefit or detriment down the road, then I don't care. And if it's cheaper, even better. Yeah, but that, like, I don't, like, a cow is a cow. It's not grown in a Petri dish, and it's not something that could be slowly modified into not a cow from a Petri dish. It would just be a cow the whole time. And I don't trust anybody to make meat whenever you could just grow it naturally. I think that's the key, is that you have to trust people to create it properly. I don't. When you have a cow, you know it's cow. Yeah. You might be feeding and it some I, weird stuff. And I know stuff. the big argument is, is like, oh, but the carbon footprint, it's not that big of a deal. Grow the cows, have the cows. I don't want to eat your Petri dish meat. <laughs> I don't have my whip sound effects, so we'll just move on. Uh, it's the Monday Roundup. All right. Five, <laughs> five Ukrainian officials arrested over the theft of $40 million in war funds as Ukraine corruption persists. I don't know about you, but I am shocked. I couldn't believe it when I, I saw that the myself. money was maybe being there used was corruption for corruption in purposes. Ukraine. <laughs> Incredible. These are the defenders of democracy, Ryan. The funds were intended to purchase 100,000 mortar shells for the war. Instead, 
it went into these five Ukrainian officials' pockets. All Forty right. million dollars. In all seriousness, I don't have a problem with funding the war in Ukraine as long as what the money goes to is actually fighting back on the Russians. I hate that Russia has taken over uh, territory that isn't theirs. They marched into somebody else's home and they took it from them. That's the way I see this. So I don't see any problem with supporting Ukraine as far as that goes. But man, this is like what everybody's worried about. Well, how do we know the money's going to where they're going? The artillery shells are huge. They're important and vital to that war effort. And these people are like, ah, we're just not going to get them. And I'm going to put this in my bank account. Brad, most Republicans have not fought hard against the idea, at least initially, of funding a war in Ukraine. Some have, but the majority haven't. But they have been saying this. Mm-hmm. All Republicans have been united in saying there needs to be more oversight in this massive amount of spending. They're talking about spending more right now when this report is coming out, when they're doing the budget battle. It's, it's like they write a check that says four artillery shells on it. Yeah. And then they give like it Like in the memo. Pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Got to have like some better controls. Than that. I know, guys, I know. That a lot of this is that we'll take old equipment, send that over to Ukraine, and then we'll use these funds that they're doing to buy new equipment for the U.S. military. But this right here shows that that's not the only way that this goes. And that money that goes over there, cash-wise, needs more oversight. And I don't know why Democrats would fight against that, but they say, no, 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 no. Don't you step into this. You just fund it and you'd be happy. That is that is a stupid position. I think it's a political position. It is entirely a political position. Last story before we get to the top of the hour here. Bud Light is stepping back into the Super Bowl commercial lane. You know, in the midst of everything that's happened since the last Super Bowl, it'll be, a, a, you know, interesting at least to see what they do, how they position themselves. But it looks like from the teaser that they've released that they're trying to get back into the having a mascot thing where it's something like Frogs or Spuds McKenzie or the What's Up guys, it looks like they're trying to center a new campaign around some figure like that. But nobody knows exactly what it is because the teaser just has some guy walking up to the camera and going, it's you, and that's it. Oh, no. So there you go. Watch out for that when you watch the Super Bowl. If you will be watching the Super Bowl, our YouTube live chat poll of the day is about that. Who will you cheer for in the Super Bowl? 49ers? Chiefs, Taylor Swift, or you're not watching. Let us know, excuse me, which one of those categories you fall into, and we will let you know at the end of the show. This is the Annie Fry Show. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 